Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Let's go get him. That's another one for the fire. All right, we're back with another episode of Horror Vision. I am your host, John. And I'm Sean. And uh, Boog's not here today, so fuck him. You know? You know how that goes, Sean. He is out with the Spanish flu. How is that different than the normal flu? Um, it speaks Spanish. I guess that would make sense. Like, not like when you get that flu, do you, like, are you, do you just automatically know Spanish? Um, yeah, I think you do, uh, which is why it's so hard to treat. There's a language barrier. Okay. That's what makes it difficult. Okay. Well, dude, you ever hear like when those people get like traumatic brain injuries, but then like they come out of a coma and they just speak a different language? You ever heard about that shit? Heard about it. Yeah, I have. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, today uh, we got a, another Friday the 13th special because um, uh, on Friday it is the 13th. It is. Exciting stuff. I'm not going to lie. I didn't realize until like a couple hours ago that Friday is going to be a Friday the 13th. I, I dropped the ball on this one. <laughs> That's uh, all right. You caught it in time. Yeah. So we have a couple other ones that we've worked on here um, that will come out. Like we did go see the new Doctor Strange, and uh, Boog and I went to the all night Monsterama, and we have a, a couple things that we're, we're going to do with that if, uh, if Boog gets his shit together. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but today's uh, we're going to do Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. In 3D. Actually, I've never seen it in 3D, but I know it was in 3D. Yeah. Um, I wonder if there is, like, a version you can get in 3D. I think the the most recent Blu-ray, like, transfer has that option, but I would assume you'd have to have, like, the, the 3D TV. I don't think it, it would. Yeah. Which, when, uh, when I was in college, my roommate, Lurch, he had the fucking one of those 3d tvs like the, the the modern ones and it was uh pretty much a waste because n next to nothing was in 3d i like how you have a horror podcast and you still had a friend nicknamed lurch you rang that's that <laughs> that was uh when we were freshmen during camp we were there early for football and the seniors saw him and you're like they're like dude you're fucking lurch and that stuck forever <laughs> for him like he he's never gonna escape that. So that's how life goes sometimes. That's kind of like how Bug got his name. I <laughs> I literally decided I willed it into existence. And the other day he was even telling me like a story about he was talking to someone at work, and he refers to himself as Bug now. So I think the circle is complete. 
That's that's quite dude. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie, Sean. For years, like up until you your most recent cell phone change, um, your name was Teddy in my phone. Like I, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Maybe the first um, two years that I knew you, I didn't know your name was Sean. I thought your name was actually Teddy. Yeah, I forget about that all the time. That to a decent amount of people in high school that they only knew me by Teddy which is obviously not even my middle name it's it's nothing to do with my name uh it was the fact that you were always wearing a Teddy Bruski New England Patriots jersey oh it was the first day of freshman year I wore a Teddy Bruski jersey and then one of the upperclassmen just decided to call me Teddy or Ted or Tedward yes I've never uh, nickname. I know Lynch. Lynch called me Teddy up until out of high school. <laughs> he probably still thinks your name's Teddy. I I changed his name. <laughs> I really did, and it wasn't really. Every time I try to type Lynch into my phone, for some reason, it auto corrects to Lunchbox. So I started calling him Lunchbox, and people start calling him Lunchbox. <laughs> yeah, you do give out. Uh... Lasting nicknames. Yeah, lasting nicknames. See, I don't, I've never really had too many nicknames. It's just because I have two first names pretty much. So you get your choice. Um, But yeah, we're going to do uh, Friday 13th Part 3, which um, one of my, I'm not going to say favorite Friday the 13th, but uh, one of the ones I like the most, uh, part of the original pre-Zombie Jason run. Uh, I th- we talked about it before we chose this one. I I th- I I think we're around the same of like what what our favorite is. Like part six is my favorite, um, and I know that you really like part six as well. Jason lives. I didn't. I wasn't sure that like what what your favorite Friday the Thirteenth was. Yeah, um, part six probably. Uh, Jason lives. Uh... And then I, for for whatever reason, I really enjoy Jason X. It's Dude, just I, funny to me, and I have a good time watching it. Yeah, I feel like it get it gets a bad rap. Like, in no means is it a good movie, but that movie's fucking entertaining, and it has some great kills in it. Right? Yeah, it really does. Like, like the liquid nitrogen one is, is that's an all time kill. Like, that's great. Yeah, like in any horror movie, and it's funny too. Like, it's it doesn't take itself too seriously and it's just that like i could watch that movie like anytime it's on yeah and um i don't know if it counts but freddy vs jason is probably my favorite out of all of them i was like I that just... that was the first friday the 13th i mean if you count it as a friday the 13th that i saw in theaters in seventh grade yeah kelly Rowland did a good job <laughs> well now that's like problematic because of uh I guess the uh, anti-LGBTQ shit that she said in that movie. Uh, what is? I don't even remember. She was like calling Freddie names because of his sweater or something. Like, oh, who cares? Like, boy, she was like, she was like, boy, you gay as hell. <laughs> Maybe he was. Yeah, that's so that's his choice. Just because, like, yeah. Oh well, still a good movie. I, I like I, I'm a fan of Freddy vs. Jason. I thought especially like I so I I uh it was like the the 
Titans of Slash or something like that, a book. It, it came out a few years back, but it basically um, outlines the path it took to make that, the, that movie. Like, it started back when, um, in the late 80s, right before Friday the 13th, Part 7, The New Blood, came out. They were trying to do the crossover back then, back when, obviously, they were huge, but there was a little bit of diminishing returns um, as far as at, at the box office. And so it goes all the way through the path of that and breaks down, like, there's there was, like, 20, 30 different scripts that they started and was going to be in production. It's, like, it was a crazy path to get for that movie to come out and for it actually to be successful and not, like, genuinely terrible. Like, that's it's t tough to mix the two like mythologies and like still do them justice. But I think they did uh, about the best job you could possibly do combining those two there. Cause I, I, I can still watch that movie now. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, you just pay, you're paying to see two, uh, top horror genre villains in the same movie. Kind of battling it out, but not really. I mean, they're kind well, it's of like, if you go back and, like to the universal when they were doing like the moss the monster mashups like um frankenstein or the wolfman meets frankenstein meets the wolfman i think was the title of that one and it's tough to combine the different the two different like mythologies and that one's like it's not terrible but it's like not that entertaining whereas the freddie vs jason one's an enter it's entertaining movie like you gotta like not take it too seriously and yeah, there's going to be some, like, weird, like, plot holes, but, like, it's, I don't know, I like that movie as well. That, that one's definitely up there for me. Yeah, um, but other than that, you know, I, I really do like uh, part three, so. I was going to say, my um, top two, like, my 1A, 1B is, is part six, and then um, 1B is is part four, the final chapter. Um, but, yeah. but three's up there. Like the whole arc between like two, three, four, I really like. Like I could, I can watch those ones a lot. Um, part three, obviously, huge one. That's where Jason gets his mask. Um, yeah, right. I thought it was appropriate too, since it is the first one where he gets his mask, and oh, the first Friday the Thirteenth of the year is uh, bestowed upon us. The first and only. I, well, yeah, I I also just looked that up. <laughs> uh, what uh, oh, what's uh, when's Halloween this year? Let's look at this calendar. Uh, I got October thirty first. Okay, let me double check that. Yep, that yeah, that checks out. I believe it might be a Monday. Garfield hates Mondays. It is <laughs> it is a Monday, but that does so. The 29th is when I'm going to the bar. Yeah. Cool. I know that because the 29th is Paracon, and I want to go to that. Oh, dude, you're going to get cursed. I don't care. <laughs> I've been waiting. Dog, you're, be you're just built different. I'm trying, dude, to, think, I'm trying to think what I artifacts, think. they got to be worried about me cursing them. <laughs> they're, they're not trapped in there. With, you're not trapped in there <laughs> with them. They're trapped in there with you. I'm trying to think what I did this past Halloween. It's just been like a blur. Oh yeah, I went to uh, yeah. I, I went to uh, the Halloween party. The your, yeah, your Halloween say, party. I, I, I threw a pretty banger fucking Halloween party. I was uh, I was Thor. My girlfriend was uh, Sylvie, aka Female Loki. 
Um, one of my best buddies was Captain America. You were there, and uh, yeah, I ended up holding that cap. I ended up holding that Captain America shield for like way longer than I expected. Yeah, you came dressed as a referee, and then you commandeered someone's scream outfit. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a strange scene I walked into because so I didn't know it turned out to be um his girlfriend, but there was just a person in a scream mask I didn't know, and then they fucking stabbed me in the stomach with a fake knife. I was like, I don't know who the fuck this is. Yeah, director's cut, the real plan was to stab you with the real knife. I mean, it would have it been a it would have been a scream. <laughs> it's a scream, baby. You cut me too deep. Get a little woozy. Uh, I, I will never out. stop mark, putting that mark, movie. Mark this down. If there's a Halloween party this year, we're going all 96 scream. Like, I'll because I just want an excuse to buy that sweater that Matthew Lillard had. I'm gonna go. I could pull that off. Uh I would. I would. Uh, I. Yeah, you could be a stew. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who we can get to be a stew. Stew Walker. Probably be me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I already was Jamie Kennedy for one Halloween. I went as Malibu's most wanted. That's all. You all you need is just the uh, the white tea. Some uh, corn syrup, <laughs> like in like in the movies. Yeah. Anyway, I was gonna ask you if you uh, saw the new scream and you liked it, but then I remembered uh, we did a whole episode on it. Yeah, I was on that episode. Oh yeah, you were. I know you were, dude. You oh, yeah. you made that episode. Actually, to be fair, Boog made that episode because he shit his pants. Uh, All right, well, let's get let's get rolling into this. So normally this segment would be um, what has Boog been up to? But I'll tell you what he's been up to. Jack shit. So we're going to do a little, I got a special presentation here for you. Would you rather horror edition? Um, for, first... Yeah, first one I got for you here, Sean. Would you rather go for a swim at Camp Crystal Lake or go for a swim in the Black Lagoon? Um, Camp Crystal Lake. Yeah, I would too, because the Black Lagoon, I think, was like in the Amazon or something. And like, even if the creature doesn't get you, like, there's like fucking snakes and like crocodiles. Or alligators, yeah. I'm not sure which ones are there, but either way, they'll fuck you up. And like Crystal Lake, like that's a big lake, and there's a good chance yeah. you're not getting murdered, like physically is, in the lake. There is a, uh, it was filmed in New Jersey, wasn't it? Or the there is a Camp Crystal Lake in New Jersey. At I least. think that's where the um, original one is. But I mean, technically, like that's the setting, like Crystal Lake, New Jersey. For, for yeah. the franchise, but they filmed like all kinds of different places. But the original camp was in New Jersey, I think. Yeah, hey, that's I'm a Jersey guy. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why I'd pick it. All right, would you next one? Would you rather have Freddy Krueger after you in your dreams, or would you rather have the girl from the ring coming after you after you watch the movie? Uh, the ring. I'd beat her up. <laughs> I don't think I would take on Freddy if in my sleep. I don't, I, 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 I would like to meet him, but um, if we're trying to survive it, 
I'd rather just take my chances with the girl from the ring. Yeah, any way you cut it, you'd be kind of screwed there. But I think with the ring one, would probably be more survivable. Like, you just don't have TVs. <laughs> yes, I don't know. The, the other ones, like the dream ones, like you have to sleep. Yeah, I mean, because you don't even know that you're dreaming. That's the thing. And he's got mystical powers. Way, he way more mystical powers than the ring chick. It's just, you're just not going to survive it. I'm going to the ring. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the best bet on that one. Uh, last one on this list here. This is more modern horror, Sean. Would you rather have to forever run away from the creature from It Follows or have your places switched like in the movie Tethered or uh, the movie Us with like your tethered or whatever? I fucking I was disappointed by that movie. Actually, I was disappointed by It Follows as well. Uh, yeah, um, clowns don't scare me, so probably it. And it's not, it, it follows, it's the one, like, the sexually transmitted, oh. like... Oh, that thing. Oh, I know it. Oh, that, th- oh, <laughs> That one, you just have to have sex with someone, don't you? Yeah, and then make sure it's just someone that's gonna, like, just bang, like, a bunch of people, and then you're fine. Or, like, even if it is after, you just, like, slowly walk away from it. It seemed like it was pretty easy to get away from. Oh, yeah, definitely that. Yeah, for sure. Easy. As, I mean, yeah, come on now. And then yeah, you could just, if people believe you, I mean, I'll just use that excuse for the rest of my life. Yeah, the, the, it followed me again. The tethered in us, like that one doesn't make as much sense because you switch place, but like I think you just leave like the underground. That one, that, that movie just didn't, didn't do it for me. But uh, Jordan Peele's, the, did you see the trailer for his new one, that Nope coming out? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that one looks like something I might like. Um, yeah. Aliens, I'm a big Alien fan. So, uh, but he always does twists and stuff, so maybe it's not Aliens, but hopefully it's good. But you never know, Sean. Probably turns out that the people on Earth are actually the aliens, and they're not actually on Earth. It was a cookbook. It's my favorite episode of the Twilight Zone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, those are my rathers. All right, so hopping into the plot here. Uh, Friday 13th Part 3 picks up right after Friday 13th Part 2. I didn't know if you know that, Sean. Uh, Yeah, I did. (laughs) Starts with a flashback sequence to the end of Part 2. and pulls it to back to at at the end of the second one. Jason gets stabbed, like I guess through the collarbone. It looked like he he just took a machete, like yeah, through the yeah. shoulder. Yeah, uh, surprise, he survives that. Um, so it picks up. He's going heading. I guess there's like a random like convenience store. Uh, just randomly out. It's like before the town um, in Crystal Lake there. Uh, he goes into someone's backyard, steals their clothes, then he murders the store owners, um, hits dude with a meat cleaver, and fucking stabs the wife with a knitting needle through the back of her head, so that's pretty cool. 
Um, and then he heads towards a nearby lake property called Higgins Haven, uh, which if you played the Friday the 13th the video game, it's a pretty cool level. Um, so at that same time, 18-year-old Chris Chrissy Higgins, uh, who in the past had been uh, encounter, encountered Jason um, in the woods, which is like a random... It's like one of those plot holes in the series. Like the time frame really doesn't match up, but they might be have just been like a vision she had or something. But she was attacked by Jason in the past. Um, her friend Debbie, Debbie's boyfriend Andy, uh, along with the dim-witted prankster Shelly, Vera, and two stoners Chuck and Chili, which great names. Um, they end up heading towards the cabin they have up there in Higgins Lake. Uh, when they get there, Chris's boyfriend Rick's already at uh, the house. And Chris uh, basically intends to try to overcome her fears of what she experienced two years earlier. Um, and just have a good weekend with her friends. Uh, unbeknownst to her, uh, Jason decided to hide out in the barn. Uh, at this cabin, which that's just a terrible coincidence. If you're trying to get over your fears and of like a weird, strange dude that may or may not have sexually assaulted her, that's also another ambiguous thing with this movie and debated amongst the fandom. Um, it would just suck that he was already actually at, at the cabin that you went to hiding out. Um, Basically, at this point, it settles into the what, be, what has been become the classic uh, slasher beats in a movie. Um, you kind of see the the cast hanging out. Uh, they go to the local supermarket, and then you they run into a biker gang. Which I always thought the biker gang was pretty cool. I thought they. Like the concept was kind of cool. The, the, yeah. They're not not obvious. Yeah, yeah, they're not like the most menacing biker gang. But I like I like the scenes with um, they smash the window out. <laughs> like he like punches through the windshield. Yeah, Shelly Shelly backs up the car and accidentally knocks over their motorcycles, and he's like smiling at the guy. Smiles at him. And he's like, oh, like obviously you know, like you fucked our car up. Like you got you fucked our bikes up. You got to get out of there. Um, but the biker gang ends up following them back to the cabin uh and jason obviously does jason things and fucks him up um and basically as the the night falls um this is really it gets into the the meat and potatoes of the film sean and and that's where we'll go into our discussion on that but that's basically the setup is and what becomes basically the primary setup for most of the Friday the 13th movies moving forward. It's get the kids to the cabin and Jason does his thing. Um, as far as the cast standouts in this one that people remember, like Chrissy's pretty memorable. Uh, some of the acting um, in the movie played by Dana Kimmel, maybe not the best. Um, but she's not terrible, uh, not bad for a final girl. Uh, but the one that people are most likely going to remember from this movie is Shelly, the goofy prankster. And his big claim to the fame is, which I, I thought was weird, and but he brought like a prop, bo prop box of like things to pull pranks on people, like masks and 
fake, fake blood. Fake blood. Yeah. yeah, it was just I don't know, just weird. He was just like an he, awkward, weird person. But his claim to fame is he brought the hockey mask that Jason eventually takes and um, makes iconic. Yeah, he wanted to be like an actor, so. Uh, and acting includes, I guess, bringing your own props and juggling. And... What, what is he trying to be? Fucking Carrot Top? <laughs> Carrot Top does have some good funny jokes, though. I, uh... I was recently watching, like, an interview with him or something. It's like, he has a good mindset about it because he became, like, the butt of a shit ton of jokes in, like, the early 2000s and, and shit. And he was just like, you know what, like... Like, I, I, I just, I don't let it get to me, and it's like, he's making money doing it, it's like, there's no one else doing his style of comedy, like, it's his thing, like, if they want to keep ripping on him, like, whatever, like, it keeps getting paid, and I was like, that's a pretty good way to look at it. Yeah. Like, if, if but, someone just started getting on us, like, you guys are the worst horror podcast ever, like, at least we would be known, you know, and it's like, if I'm getting paid to do it, I'll just keep being the worst, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Someone's yeah. someone's got to be the bad guy, Sean. They do. I don't. Yeah, I like being bad guys. I like I I like I like villains in movies. Uh, they're usually. I mean, unless they're like two dimensional, it's like. But typically, villains have more thought out character and actually have character arcs. You know, it's like there's more to the villain. Right. Uh, but yeah. Other major thing before we get into pros and cons, um, this is the second one in the series, so part two, which we really didn't talk about too much leading up to this, but I, I'm also a big fan of, I think part two is the scariest Friday the 13th there is. Something with the baghead Jason and how brutal he was in that one. Um, it was it was creepy. Like There's some real creepy scenes in it. So I think of all the Friday the 13th, the second one's like the scariest, which Friday the 13th really aren't too scary, but... Um, was both of the, the second and the third were directed by Steve Miner. Um, huge horror guy over the years. He's directed House, uh, Halloween H2O, which I'm sure we'll eventually do at some point. Um, people like that tend to like that one. I have a lot of issues with H2O. Also, um, also that's the first Halloween I saw in theaters as well. <laughs> me and Jonas, me and Jonas, I was like eight. <laughs> I love that movie. It's, uh, the problem with Halloween H2O is that, um, uh, it came out two years after Scream, and they were, the studio was basically like, we gotta Screamify this movie. It was too, it was too clean, Sean, but we're not talking about Halloween H2O today. No, no, we're not. Uh, we're t still talking now about Steve Miner, and then, um, yeah, so he's he's the only one that's has directed a Halloween and a uh, Friday the Thirteenth, two Friday the Thirteenth, Sean. That's quite the resume. Uh, yeah, I, I like uh, I like you know what else he's directed? That uh, low key, uh, great nineties film. Uh, film? No, what? Lake Placid. Oh, okay. It's, dude, it's not every day you see giant 
crocodile or alligator alligator i can't remember what, what the difference you know what the difference between a crocodile and alligator is sean uh yeah crocodiles have longer snouts and uh alligators are in florida they have shorter snouts um false crocodiles, no crocodiles are more uh i guess what do you say ordinary because they got all them tooth no toothbrush no false no they're more aggressive the the like, real scientific breakdown between the difference between a crocodile and an alligator is one you'll see later and the other one you'll see in a while <laughs> i knew it was a joke but i wanted to ruin it it's serious dude it's science don't fuck with science oh you know what i, was I just learned that the hard through, way i was just looking through some of the other things that uh, Steve Miner directed. He directed four episodes of Dawson's Creek. Oh wow! I don't want to wait for my life to be over. He also <laughs> directed nine episodes of The Wonder Years. Oh dang! Isn't that something? All right. Well, first pro air or con I'll hop into. We'll just tie it right in there. Um, I thought Steve Miner's direction. Uh, especially like, I guess not consistency because there's some plot issues between two and three, but as far as overall catching the feel of what's, what you think of like a classic Friday the 13th is, um, uh, as well as just, just overall in the film, like his, his, I, I thought his directing was very solid, um. He he definitely is the type of director that understands the assignment. So he knows like he's not coming in to direct like the next fucking Godfather or something like that. Like he sets up the scenes, he fucking gets the gore, and he just makes entertaining movies. So I thought I thought he did a good job on this film. Yeah, um, I'll agree with that. Uh, and I mean, I I don't know. I can't really put myself in his shoes back in you know nineteen eighty two. That's pretty uh, simple. Filming. You just get like a nope. lot of like neon glow clothes. And no, I, I mean bundle, like bundle in terms of filming cocaine. a three uh, D movie, um, because like a lot of them, not a lot, but there's um, a bunch of scenes in it that are specific specifically and shots put in there specifically for the 3d effect um which if you're not watching it in 3d you could easily spot them yeah <laughs> yeah it's kind of like this is random <laughs> that's it's definitely a con because if you think about it it's like it's cheap but it works now looking back but like yeah it is like like the yo-yo coming down towards the screen or <laughs> See, that lasted entirely too yeah. long or like and the, then um the the popcorn yeah. The popcorn popping, like, let's do a shot that no one has ever done. Let's just put the camera directly above the popcorn <laughs> uh, pot and just have it pop uncontrollably. Uh, pro, uh, kills were pretty awesome. Uh, There's a handful of them that were um, not really gore because there wasn't a whole lot of blood, but it was pretty gross. The harpoon through the eye uh, is, I think, my favorite kill. That's that, that, um, speaking of like a cheesy 3D effect that they had him like line it up on like the string almost by like the pole and then he shot it, it was like a straight line. Right. Uh, I did like I like the effect on that like not the effect but like 
the aftermath on that one. Right. Um, what, what was your the, favorite? What was your favorite? It was the my favorite was the harpoon through the eye. Uh, I also just liked uh, this uh, smashing of the head, just squishing the head and the eye popping out. Yeah, oh, another cheesy three D effect. But I did. I it's like something about like that's the cheesy three D just makes it like with it obviously not being in three, just something endearing about it. Like I just like it. I don't know. Yeah, and then uh, cut a dude basically in half uh, that was doing a handstand. Uh, if uh, if you ever run into uh, Jason Voorhees, it, you probably do not want to be in a, a handstand position. Yeah, it's a pretty good rule of thumb. Like, don't, just don't. <laughs> um, I, I and like it was actually gross the way he set him up too with his uh with the girlfriend finding him. It was pretty. It's pretty gross. Like he was like even more like cut in half and like displayed. <laughs> yeah. I, so the one I liked, I liked. Um... When uh, when they were in the barn, like later on, you thought like the whole biker gang was killed, um, and in the one dude pops out to help. Uh, I think it was Chrissy, and for what like the logistics behind it, like was he just hiding out like in the barn, like oh man, I survived this attack, like I'm just gonna chill out here. But he pops out and starts like wrestling against Jason, and he picks up. Um, a weapon to try to stab him and he just gets his hand cut off. <laughs> yeah. But I just like with that one, I like his, cause he grabs his arm where it's cut off and it's just this facial reaction. Like, Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets killed. But yeah. Um, there's one where he killed uh, the one girl through the hammock. He was under the hammock and just stuck it right through her. And that shot, it was kind of like, um, almost like an overhead shot, uh, of the knife going through her. Um, so yeah, that that that'd be a big con or a big pro. I mean, uh, as the kills were pretty awesome. Uh, again, not a whole lot of blood was shown, not a whole lot of gore, um, but you know, you could your imagination could fill in the blanks when you know the lack of you know blood and and whatnot. Yeah, but. I think I think my favorite kill is probably Jason in this movie because I I kind of like the way that they filmed it. Like obviously it was for the three D, but uh, him taking that axe to the mask which the axe mark even though sometimes they put it on the wrong side and they get it wrong but like it that's something that was lasting for a long time in the friday 13th films the axe mark but the way he catches the axe and it's like he's coming at you towards the camera with his arms out it just reminded me of like the old like frankenstein movies and stuff like that but um just like the idea kind of drives home like what's gonna stop this guy like he just took an axe to the face and he's still just coming at me but then he falls down i i i think that's probably my favorite kill was jason himself yeah not bad um what do you yeah. what do you think about prior to that in the barn where she hangs him and he's hanging there and it's by the front of the barn and then he obviously he's not it. but i just always laugh when i see that because the way that he gets himself off the noose like he he lifts the mask up which i don't understand that and like hoists himself up with one hand but like it almost looks like he's smiling too like he stupid bitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah there's a couple times like a, a lot of things in the movie that um that's like that's a con, i guess a con like jason is kind of a bumbling idiot in the in the movie and uh oh i love i love the scene when she's trying to escape in the van 
and it runs out of gas. And, <laughs> and reserve. Yeah, and the tire, and the tire, somehow the weight of it on that little bridge breaks through, and it's stuck. And Jason catches up, and um, he's reaching in the window. So she winds up. It's one of those old wind up windows, and his, <laughs> his hands are stuck in the window. He's like, "Oh no, I can't get my hands out." And then he just leans back and just smashes the glass with his face. <laughs> It literally is. It's like a Scooby-Doo chase scene. <laughs> His hands were stuck in there when the biker guy earlier in the day just smashed through the windshield and through the uh, the side window of a different car. And uh, Jason can't just... First of all, if someone's hand-rolling up the window, <laughs> why would you keep your hands there? Also, like... Realistically, uh, how how the rolling of the window works is like the fact that she's cranking. Like, if you were stronger, which Jason obviously is, than her, like it wouldn't matter that she's cranking up the window because you could hold your hands there. The window wouldn't go up any further. <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah, this they're they're kind of like you said. It, the, all, some of the scenes and the chase scenes and everything, it was basically um, kind of like Scooby Doo, <laughs> just. But it, uh, it, it, I think it works for the movie, though. It's like it's cheesy and it's dumb, but it's like it's part of like Jason, you know, like part of what becomes yeah. like the Jason mythology. So I was thinking about this one, Sean, like this doesn't necessarily just this movie, but how like the big part we talked earlier about this is how um, this is the film where Jason gets his hockey mask. But the question I had for you is, what do you, like, of all the films, what, which one's your favorite mask? Um, so, they're all pretty similar, some of them. A lot of them have, uh, like, big differences. Uh, I do like, I like the ones that have, um, you know, the triangle of top and, like, the two lines. So, I, I love, I like the Freddy vs. Jason one the best. Um, and, uh, part eight is pretty good too. I like part eight's mask. Yeah. Part eight's mask. I didn't hate part eight's mask. It was like just more yellow. I think with the yellowing, it kind of makes it look aged and, and stuff like it, it makes it pop a little bit more. Um, but if I'm going like in general, I think part four might be my favorite. Like it's a continuation with this one. I got the ax mark. It's bloodied up part of like the triangle like i think like is it called a chevron i think it's called a chevron sean it's part of it's like worn off like i, I like that one a lot chevron like the uh, gas station like the gas station which their logo i think is a chevron maybe what came first the gas station or the logo probably the logo i'm not 100 percent though all right well you learn something new every day uh, Follow up question to that: Do you think Jason would have been a good goalie, Sean? Uh, well, because I got my theories on that. Um, he he'd is, be a stand-up goalie for sure. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he is. Uh, he is rather large, so you know he's going to take up a lot of uh, space between the pipes. Uh, his lateral movement, side to side, not the best. He is rather clumsy. Uh, by the chase scene that we talked about. Uh, but you do know if he if you if a player came into his crease, he would fuck them up worse than Ron Hextall. <laughs> yeah, he'd be like a more tamed Ron Hextall. <laughs> more tamed. 
So what Don has a great mask. What you're telling me is Jason Voorhees might be in line for the next GM spot for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. And, uh, oh yeah, I don't see why not. They're doing pretty good though now, so you don't probably need to make too many changes. I wouldn't. I mean, I'm I'm cool with what they're doing. Hey, that's the mask I have. Yeah. Don Cheever's had a good mask. Former Bruins goalie. Put all the stitches on it. Kind of had like the uh, Jason mask. He put all the stitches every time he got hit with a puck. He put stitches in that location and his mask was just full of them. So that's that's an interesting um, like little trivia bit. Like how they decided to use a hockey mask for Jason in this movie. Um, so after the second film where they used the bag head, which I thought the bag head's pretty effective. But it's kind of goofy. Uh, they decided they wanted to move in a different direction for Jason. Um, they, I think they had a couple of different ideas, like maybe like a clown mask, something like that. Um, but one of the, the guys on set was a huge hockey fan. Um, and they tried it out. They brought in a couple of different masks. And the one that he had was uh, like a replica Detroit Red Wings mask. So that's why you got like the red the red markings and stuff on it. Um but it, I just I always found that funny is just like how like something iconic, like everyone knows like the hockey mask serial killer. It just came from a guy that was like a hockey fan working on a movie. Right. Yeah. I think I called him Don Cheevers. It's Jerry Cheevers. Who's Don Cheevers? Uh, dad, probably. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that shark's mask is pretty cool for the audience that doesn't know. Um, we're currently just looking up, a, looking at a whole bunch of different classic hockey masks. Uh, also, why is that Chris Letang? Scroll up. This? No, scroll. Yes, yeah, scroll up. <laughs> uh, no, this is. is, that, is that, well, why is he on the random list of hockey masks? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, oh, because I put in Jason Mask. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah there's michael myers cool yeah um i do know uh one of the early guys that would made hockey masks um like in the 60s whenever they were becoming more popular with goalies yeah it's exactly it's, cra- it's, it's a crazy idea that like eventually goalies thought like Man, I'm like fucking sick of getting hit in the face with pucks. <laughs> yeah. So the guy that the made crazier part is that a whole that, bunch of them that took um, like that took like seventy years for them to realize, like, hey, I don't want to get hit in the face with pucks anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was rare that they would lift the puck that high. I wouldn't say rare, but uh, not as common back then, where they would actually be lifting the puck, where a goalie's getting hit in the face, and then they started to. So they needed to make that change. But uh, there's a guy named um, Ernie Higgins that made a lot of the molds for NHL goalies. He made Jerry Cheever's mold for his mask and a bunch of other NHL goalies. And then he also, you know, did it to regular people on the side. So, and so I know if you have if you have an original Jerry or uh, Ernie Higgins uh, cast mask, it's worth a lot of money. And... Uh, my dad played goalie and is from Massachusetts, and he has a 
late 60s, early 70s type, you know, uh, hockey mask. And uh, I tried to find out if it was an Ernie Higgins, but it's not. It was just a local guy that, you know, did the same thing, but didn't charge as much. <laughs> Bernie Smiggins. <laughs> yeah, it was a Bernie Smiggins. <laughs> so, like, tying, tying it back in, like, so for the listeners, like, if you look up the Cheever's old-style hockey mask, I... I love the obviously the Jason mask and it works and it's iconic. But if they would have went with like a Gary uh, Achiever style mask, like that would have been like even scarier. Like that might have been a better move for them. Yeah, it is quite menacing. Yeah. So the last like, I'm not. I don't know. Like you might have a couple more, but like my major pro with this one, my big takeaway, favorite Friday the Thirteenth theme song in the series the like disco remake that they do at the beginning oh yeah I, I that's my favorite like version of the theme in the whole series it's just so like it definitely catches like the goofier feeling of this like obviously the movie's not, like a comedy but like stuff we're talking like the chase scenes and some of the interactions with people like it has like a goofier feel to it and it just i think the, the theme song captures it the best like it's like a funky like disco yeah like even their biker gangs weren't even that menacing was... dude you should start a biker gang they're pretty generic they gotta <laughs> have like the chains around their neck for no reason they got like their biker names are like generic to like fox i think the chain guy's <laughs> name just chained <laughs> Yeah, and for their retribution was uh, burning down their barn. <laughs> that didn't work out for them. Also, that was really weird that, that the one chick in the biker gang went into the barn and was just like tapping on things and just looking around. Like, yeah, it was. There's just, just some like, like goofiness and vandalism. Yeah. Um, you know which. Another scene I really liked in this movie, when the stoner dude goes down to the basement and the light the light comes on behind him and Jason's standing there, I think that's like the probably the creepiest scene in yeah, the movie. It's like menacing. I like that shot a lot. And then he gets Yeah. But that's always one that's weird to me in horror movies. Like the idea people think that if you just get tossed into a circuit breaker you get electrocuted, like that's not how they're designed at all. Yeah. <laughs> That was the thing, like, right after that, so the lights were supposed to go out, and then, but when Chrissy and, like, her guy that she was with came walking back from the woods, they're looking at the house, and they stop, because, like, it's, like, really quiet, all the lights are on, and then two seconds later, they're in the house, all the lights are off, because they're supposed to be, like, permanently off, because he's flipping the switch, because the circuit breaker is now you know, destroyed. He, he's just, but, da- he's just down there like that scene in SpongeBob with Nosferatu, just flipping the switch. <laughs> yeah. And like the, literally the scene before it, he, the, all the lights in the outside shot of the house, all the lights were on. That did, that was not a very good continuity. Uh, it was a pretty bad continuity error there. And then, uh, yeah, I think another con was again, like Jason was kind of just like a bumbling idiot. And like, he kind of got knocked over and pushed around a lot. And, uh, just some of the things like, she like swung a log at him. <laughs> I I do, I do like that too because he like got got to give credit to like the stunt actor on that. Like he really sold getting clocked by a log. 
Yeah, and um, oh, what'd she do? I think she threw some... Oh, yeah, she threw the chair out the window to get out of the house at first, and then, like, Jason grabs her and, like, is hanging her out the window, and then her jacket breaks, or rips. When she went to go throw the chair out the window, she lifts it up, and, like, she starts going forward with it, and just, like, the angle that she was, like, gonna try and throw this chair through the window wasn't gonna be hard, and it wasn't gonna be, like the angle that it came out of the window because it just immediately cut as soon as she like moved her arm forward to throw it, cut to the outside of the chair flying through the window. Yeah. Like at like 90 miles an hour. And I was like, she did not just do that. <laughs> oh, man. But other than that, but like, yeah, it was just a little bit of a con. But again, I'm not, I wouldn't, I'm not, I wouldn't deduct as many points as I normally would because it is the 80s. It is like very early slasher. They didn't really know what they had yet um you know jason wasn't the juggernaut yet yeah it's it's like when it comes when it starts with like part six when he comes back and and old like zombie jason error like he's unstopped like you don't have a chance at all but like these one through four when he's like just the creepy deformed guy in the woods like you had a chance, like it gave, but then, like he was creepy and huge, whatever. But like you, you had a chance, like. But after that, he does become like a juggernaut, and there's nothing you can do. So kind of that's that's when there's the shift in the series, and it goes from like, oh, like are these people gonna survive, whatever, to like you're just rooting for Jason to get kills. So, so why I, do you think they made that switch to the juggernaut? Do you think it had anything to do with because at around the same time, Michael Myers was kind of like the indestructible. Um, you know, slasher. It, you know, it's a good point. With that yeah, it's a good point. It could have been. I think it's more like they like so like the way that they brought him back in part six with the electricity and stuff is like very reminiscent of Frankenstein's monster and like the classic Universals. So it's kind of like I think at that point they switched to it's like like more like a Frankenstein, like an an unstoppable force of nature. As opposed to like a hillbilly deformed dude like running around the woods, um, but it definitely takes away, and it's already started to dissipate at that point in the series, like the creepiness factor to it. Whereas, like, we'll talk about it one day when we do part six. But what I like about part six is more like it's like a celebration of the series and the genre as whole, and it's like one of the earliest like meta slashers that you can think of if you really like break it down. So it was more like that, like how like screams, not like something like terrifying stuff. And we really enjoy that. And like the commentary it has, like, I, I think that's like the proto type of that situation where I, that's why I like that. But we're like these older, the, the, the first four Friday the 13th are more of uh, straight slashers and they still are trying to, um, do that i think they kind of perfect that formula with part four i th- honestly think friday 13 part four is is one of the best like straight up slashers in, in the genre and then part six is like it's my favorite slasher but it's more of, there's a lot of deconstruction of those ideas i don't know that sounds stupid but like where in this one you're you're just the the formula is still fresh because it's early on when these slashers are coming out and a lot of the, a lot of things with this this movie are like the blueprint for future slashers and ripoffs and stuff but um 
I just the 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 more human Jason worked works for me more because it's it seems more like this guy's like a maniac and I don't know. Right. I don't know. I would say more believable, but like even up to this point, he survived getting like stabbed through the neck and the the hatch. I don't know. Like I, it's, but but it it is he does do that switch and becomes like. I mean, by part eight, he's fucking, like, teleporting. Like, what are you going to do with that? <laughs> yeah. So what do you think about the ending, though? The ending of this one? Um, so that's, like, another... Deba- like, so they had that whole theme the first couple, like, the original Friday the 13th. It's, like, a dream vision of, like, a young Jason jumping out of the water. And they they pay tribute to that in this one by having, instead of this time of Jason, it's his, his mother's rotting corpse, which I always thought looked pretty cool in this. With, like, the worms sticking out of it and stuff. She jumps out of the water. And then Chrissy wakes up. And she's having, like, a psychotic episode. Um, I kind of like that. And those eventually do get played out. But this is early enough in the series. That it's technically only the third time they did that. Because in the second one, they had... Uh, I forget what her name... Allison... Not Al- is it Alice? I th- Alex, something like that in the second one. Or Ginny. Alice was in the first one. Ginny has a vision of like a hillbilly long haired Jason jumping through the window. Which that that's of all like the jump scares at the end, I think that's like the creepiest, scariest one. Because like he literally comes like out of nowhere through that whole window. Um but I don't have an issue with it because I thought that's always like a a staple of the Friday the thirteenth. It would be like um, having like a nightmare on Elm Street with without like the last Freddy like it, it turning out to be like a dream at the end or something like that I don't know it's like I thought at this point it's like a staple of the series so I was cool right. with that and I, I did like how um, like the not the dream ending but the ending of Jason taking the axe in the face like I, I like that that's one probably one of my favorite like Jason dying technically dying at the end of the movie just the way it was done like because you're thinking for the second like he just took an axe to the face and he's still coming at me but then he 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 dies and you're like okay like there's there's a chance here right yeah but but eventually as the series goes on you're just already to the point where you're like it's whatever like how are they gonna bring him back in the next one yeah yeah i probably didn't even know if they were gonna get make another you know, make another one. At when Pretty much just like the movie makes money. Like we're making another one. It's crazy what's going on with the series now with the, the legal disputes and stuff. Cause there's been the whole, um, like nostalgia legacy sequels with like Halloween and, and all that shit where it's, those movies are making all of the money and like nightmare on Elm street and Friday the 13th are just sitting there and they're not doing like, this is the time to make another sequel of that. And they're just fucking blowing it over greedy rights disputes. It's like, fuck, just give the fans what they want us. Give us right. what we fucking want. Yeah. You hear that Hollywood figure it out. Give us what we want. Get your shit together. Yeah. We gave you what you wanted, which is all our children. And now you give us what we want. I was going to say our, our doll hairs. Nah, we fed the machine. <laughs> All right, well, well let's uh, let's wrap this on up here. So, 
hopping into our ratings and recommendations, I would give this one, I'd say a 7.5. Um, I watched I watch this one often. Uh, as far as like time frame wise, I usually around Halloween you, you can catch it on TV, and then usually ran like a random night once throughout the year I'll throw it on. Um, I got that sweet that sweet box set, Sean. Got all them. Yeah, yeah. Got the sweet sweet box set. <laughs> uh, it's uh, the movie's not anything crazy. It's not trying to be anything special. It's just like it, it's a classic. Friday the 13th and if you're a fan of the the series and in the slasher genre you're gonna love this movie I guarantee if you were you've seen it if not watch this one if it's something that you're already a fan of um and you haven't haven't seen Friday the 13th part three like come on guy what are you doing uh this is the one where Jason gets his mask you got the funky disco soundtrack at the beginning goofy characters and some memorable kills you can't you can't ask for more uh, from a slasher so I'm going seven five on this watch it watch it yeah um I'm going a little lower i go I'll give it a six point four because um, it is goofy um uh, sometimes a little too goofy um but again, it's an early on, early on slasher, early '80s movie. Um, wasn't a whole lot of good movies in the early '80s, so. But they were figuring it out, and then so that's you know something that, you know, put into consideration. They were figuring it out, where they found their groove. But yeah, I would say with this one, that's the big thing is they were setting basically. The the architect the archetype yeah. for like the slashers like that. Are, or are going to flood the 80s after that. And as far as the Friday, thir- Friday the 13th series, I think this was like the step in that direction. And then the next ones where they, they perfected that. Yeah, so it did its job. It wasn't, you know, it's not supposed to be the, you know, biggest box office hit, but... I think I think it, it, as a recommendation, not to cut you off here, but I, I never have done this before, but I would recommend this film as a double feature if you watch part three and part four back to back like that's a great double feature for a night um because four is definitely the better one but this one's solid and it leads right into that as well as you get the recap of the end of the the previous movie and that's pretty much all you need and i actually really do like the second one a lot but as far as if you're going for a double feature like part three part four is like uh so you'd rather do three and four than doing like two and three yeah i I, yeah because there's some some continuity issues big ones between two and three especially with the look of jason and stuff but between three and four there isn't as many and it just the the two flow well into each other um obviously with four being the better but three still a solid one uh and i think of any two films to watch back to back in the series these ones flow the best together so if you're looking to do a friday the 13th double feature on this friday the 13th uh get your hands on part three part four uh and and you're not going to be upset that's a guarantee yeah i like that i'll stick with that with the recommendation what he said (laughs) i fuck dude i'm doing for this friday that's that's my decided one i'm gonna do three actually i'll probably do two three four and then six i'll let you in on a little secret because and it's a hotly debated i don't hate part five 
can't remember part five. It's the uh, imposter, Jason. Spoiler, it's Roy Burns, the paramedic. That's the one with the, the blue chevrons on the mask. Chevrons. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. right. So we got a 7-5. Would you give it a 6-4? Yep. It doesn't matter what the score is. It's, they're enter- it's entertaining. Just watch it. Even little fucking idiots. <laughs> little dweebs. <laughs> Smoke your pot and watch the movie and have your sex. Don't be surprised if you get a little visit from the man from Camp Crystal Lake. You would be surprised because uh, just one or two things. Like, one, it's a movie. Two, um, unless you're watching it at Camp Crystal Lake, you're pretty much safe. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I did want to add one thing about this movie that um, I read about that is pretty interesting. Um, so one of the characters was supposed to be pregnant in it, but like not showing. So I guess like, I don't know, five weeks, six, seven weeks, maybe. Only. Yeah, that was weird. Like Chrissy's one friend and like they briefly mention it kind of in some lines. It's just never brought up again. Yeah. And they're all just smoking in the van, you know, around her. But, you know, she does get offered to like, well, they had to like eat it because the, the weed because there was a cop behind them. And she was like, I can't, I'm pregnant, remember? Even though she just said it, like, literally ten seconds ago. But, um, so, um, anytime that they, I don't know when exactly, probably in the 2000s, they cut that part complete, any mention of her being pregnant out for the TV, uh, uh, you know, viewings of it, uh, because it probably, uh, didn't sit well with some people that... I mean, they didn't mention it again, and you couldn't even tell. But um, that's yeah, the, I mean, that's a double homicide. That's, for, yeah, that's the case. that's the thing. Like, I think I was reading the other day. Like, this is the fortieth. This year's the fortieth anniversary of part three. So it's crazy. Like, forty years is a long time ago. Like, it doesn't seem like the eighties were that long ago. I guess we really don't have a point of reference. We weren't around in the eighties at all. But even still, it's like the amount of things that have changed. Like back then, they didn't know like smoking while you're pregnant like fucks up a kid. But maybe, hey, maybe that's that's the secret backstory. If you want to bring it in a modern sequel to Friday the Thirteenth and put like all these social political craziness in there and basically muck up a movie that doesn't need to be mucked up, you could do that. That could be jason's new origin like that's why he was all fucked up because pamela Voorhees was just ripping cigs non-stop when he was uh not like born yet <laughs> that's the, yeah that's yeah the... i just wanted to throw that little fact in there i thought it was pretty interesting reading about that that they uh cut that whole mention out of uh yeah it's funny that they draw the line at that when like people are getting murdered in the movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah i, I that's yeah, that's something i find weird like well, that hobo in the movie was pretty random that didn't really come out again come up again like he warned them so yeah that's, that's they they do that a couple times throughout the series and it's like no one could ever live up to from the first two crazy ralph like he was the perfect like a harbinger of doom like you're all doomed like they just no one's gonna live up to crazy ralph yeah, well, they tried. They I I like the one in part four. That's the chick that's trying to hitchhike with the banana. They like fight. They're like, "Fuck you!" 
I tried to hitchhike with a banana once. How that? Well, <laughs> just P- it's cra- like pe- people used to like hitchhike and shit. That's crazy to think. Oh Not, yeah, like, crazy to think, 70s, but it's like, like that's like the preferred method in the seventies. That's like the shit, dude. If you were a serial killer, like seventies were like that's that's your hate. That's the golden age. It's like. Yeah. Well, they no, did. <laughs> nobody watched. Nobody watched their kids. No one like thought anything weird about strangers. Like, yeah, fuck it. We're just out here living, and that's how you get to twenty twenty two, and everything's fucked up now. Yeah. Everybody was too busy living, Sean, and no one thought about the future. Now here we are trying to clean up this mess by uh, creating a podcast. <laughs> it's hikers podcast coming at you. That's that's a, a idea for our next podcast. We'll just pick up random hitchhikers and interview their story. That actually, not a terrible idea. Isn't for, it weird that hitchhiking did go away? Because like, who's more scared or who? Is people scared to pick up the hitchhiker, or are people just scared to hitchhike because someone a murderer is going to pick them up? I saw a pretty good one that someone posted recently. It was like, uh, they said like. Uh, the other day, I, I picked up a hitchhiker, um, and he said to me, he goes, man, I'm surprised you picked me up. Everyone's worried, like, uh, oh, I might be picking up a serial killer. And then I said, uh, yeah. then I said to the hitchhiker, I said, statistically, the chances are that two hit two serial killers are in the same car at the same time. Isn't that great? Yeah. That I mean, that would make an interesting movie. I think I saw something similar to it. Yeah, it was. I didn't do, tell it spot spot word for word, but you got the gist. No, I meant you like got the a movie like that where they're both serial killers. I can't remember. It's not a good one. It I does seem it similar. It, it might have been like. I think it actually might have been like one of the masters of horror, like that anthology, like maybe one of those episodes or something. It's something yeah. like that. Yeah. But if people can't remember it, we could just remake it. That's going to be our end for Hollywood. Yeah. Because, uh, Sean, I don't know about you. I'm ready to sell out. <laughs> I mean, you can literally just get a loan and just uh, make your own movie. Just do it. Just get the equipment on loan. Get a loan from the bank. Have your own production company. People Aren't do it that, all the time. That's a it's, lot. It's a lot of work. It, it's that's a lot of work. How do you think Sean? George Lucas made it? <laughs> he didn't have money. Yeah, but dude, he went to USC and he had a bunch of connections. Like that's how you get an opportunity. That he way. still didn't have money. When you, you didn't have to, I didn't say you have to make it. You can make your movie, and you have to. It doesn't have to be successful. No, fuck that, dude. I don't want to make the movie, dude. You the, writing the script's the way to go. Like you just sell your script, and people butcher it. I don't care. I got paid. <laughs> I'm, I'm being straight up with our listeners, dude. Like, if it comes down to it, like I am gonna sell out. <laughs> if you buy the merchandise too much, I will quit. <laughs> oh, I won't quit. The quality will go way down. Uh, all right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap it up here. So, if you're listening to the podcast on your favorite podcast provider, awesome. Uh, if not, we're on Spotify, Google, Stitcher, uh, Audible, the Amazon products, all of them iHeartRadio podcast. That's, for whatever reason, we're getting a bunch of hits on that, so I fuck with them guys. Uh, <laughs> eh, 
basically best thing if on any of those su subscribe to us follow us whatever the option is there as well as what helps us get more um coverage out there is if you you leave a review so if you liked it awesome like we like that you like it so give us a five-star review uh maybe put a comment down there like good job guys like I'm real, real super proud of my little boys or if you didn't like it, understand, which it's not for everyone. Just give us four and a half. Let us know, like, hey, do a little bit better, guys. Or just, like, whatever. Like, whatever you want to put in there. But either five or four and a half stars. Awesome. Appreciate it. Um, we also, if you want to reach out to us, we have an email address. That's huntersforvision at gmail.com. Uh, Boog has an email address, but she's still figuring out how to type. So let's just send it to the main one. Um uh, we're on Twitter as well. That's at HorrorVision. Uh, give us a follow there. We're always posting shit. Uh, as well as if you want to reach out to us, shoot us a DM. Pop in those DMs. Uh, as well as we got a YouTube channel. I know it keeps saying we're working on big things, but we got big plans there. And uh, they're going to happen real soon. Uh, that's Hunter's Horror Vision on YouTube. So pop on over there. Give us a a like link subscribe which i'm still not sure on the link part but book says it's so uh, make him feel feel good by repeating that um also book if you're listening to the episode you piece of shit get your shit together so we can re record more episodes or guess what sean's gonna replace you he's done it before he'll do it again he's the man of your nightmares um yeah, I think that's all my thing. I think that's all my things. What do you What do you got before we wrap this up here, Sean? Uh never write a check. Your tush can't cash. I've never. My ass has never been to the bank. <laughs> then you'll you you'll be safe for till the end of your days. I'll tell you the craziest thing I've ever seen at a bank, Sean, is uh, my first job out of college was at a like a, a loan office. Um. But we also still had to do like bank drops because we like people could also come in to pay on their loans at the office as well. And I was the low man on the totem pole at that point, so I had to do the bank drops at the end of the at the end of the the day. So I was going to the bank. I had a decent sum of money. It was near the end of the month, so a bunch of people made some payments. And I went to the bank to do the drop, and the fire department and the cops would not let me into the to the bank to pull in there um, because. For whatever reason, when the people designed the layout of uh, the parking lot and stuff where the bank was, they decided to cover it in all this shrubbery, whatever, for aesthetic purposes. It probably looked pretty good. Uh, practicality, though, the giant breaker that was outside short-circuited, and when it did that, it sparked the plants, and it burnt down, like maybe 30 40 feet worth worth of plants and like the whole parking lot was on fire jeez so, yeah so that was the craziest thing i saw at a bank and i had to call call my boss and be like hey i can't do this drop and they're like they're getting real pissed off because you can't like keep a couple thousand dollars overnight and they're like this is weird like oh this dude just decided to go home instead of go to the bank i'm like listen i'm gonna send you pictures hey, for whatever reason it sounds like you don't believe me which is just stupid I sent him like, oh, I'm sorry, like, just bring it back to the office, we'll lock it in a box overnight. He's like, yeah, like, this should have been no issue. Like, I don't understand why you get pissed at me over this. It's not like I went out there with a flamethrower and burnt down every bush at a fucking bank. Don't lie, you did. Yeah, so anyway, fuck that boss. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. When you went back to the office, did you say, and hey, you can take that to the bank? Yeah, so anyway, like, my ass has never been to the bank. They've <laughs> uh, just never been to the bank. Just never been? Nah, I've been to the bank. But my ass, right. it's, it waits out in the car. Oh, okay. Alright. Well, Do you ever saying... wonder where, like, where certain sayings come from? Uh, yeah. I do, a lot. But, I have my guesses. In in some ways, we all live our own reality, so your guesses could be your truth. What's the, uh, is, isn't it, what's it called? There's like three truths. One of them's like social truth, where if enough people believe it's true, then it is true. There's like political truth, social truth, and, I don't know, scientific truth, maybe? Um... Spiritual truth, Imp- I don't know. Empirical, maybe? I don't, yeah, I don't know. There's something oh, like that. There's, like, different kinds of truths, and there's a couple examples. All I know is I learned from the X-Files that the truth is out there, and I'm still not seeing it, Sean. I think fucking David Duchovny was lying to, lying to me. Creatures from the deep. Remember the movie Evolution? When did we learn evolution? No, do you remember the movie Evolution? Oh, um, I don't think so. That David Duk- uh, David Duchovny was in it. Dukakis. I voted for him. No, you didn't. <laughs> I've been. I've. You know how many elections I voted in, Sean? I'd say zero. Oh, I voted in every election since 2008. Okay. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just write in Jimmy Carter every year. I actually do shit like that when I was when I when I vote, like people might get pissed about that, but like I'm not going to vote for a candidate for like cuz you you vote obviously more than the president you're voting on. Um, so like other things are like attorney general, like this shit. And it's like, I don't know these candidates. I'm not giving them a vote. So I write myself in. So there's an off chance that like, at some point I might be some type of politician. So that'll, I think you need more than one vote. (laughs) Yeah. But if there's like a freak accident, like what if it's like, that's, that's a plot of a movie. Like, cause I know in Pittsburgh, I, uh, it was a town outside of Pittsburgh, but there was some like, treasure or something like that where like a person got written in by someone else that didn't even like want to run for it but there was like a like a four-way like tie between all these people that had one vote and they just decided it with like like the scene in um friday night lights where they had like a handful of four coins and just yeah they just threw them and they're like and then this chick was on the news. She's like, I didn't even run for this. Like, and they want me to be this treasure. And like the first day she was like on the news, like, I'm not going to do this. I'm turning it down. And the next day it's like, she gets sworn in because she found out she gets a hundred thousand dollars a year to do nothing. Yeah. I'd be like, hell yeah. Mine's yeah. a buffalo nickel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. So like, yeah, at some point I'm accidentally going to get myself written into a position. And then, uh, as the podcast knows, Sean, I will sell out. Yeah, I want to make it. That. I want to make it expressly clear to the listeners. I appreciate that you guys listening, but I am not the good guy in this story. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, check you guys later.
see you.